Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWebStyle. I'm Charles Lewis, your Internet Marketing Specialist. Welcome to the Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing podcast. This is podcast number 185, the most popular SEO podcast on, on iTunes. iTunes. That is because of all y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we, uh, we keep getting more and more interactions from our audience. We really appreciate you guys. Um, if you are in a position to write this minute, what we would like you to do is take your electronic device mm -hmm. and... Whether it's a mobile, whether it's a tablet or whatever it is, hop on Twitter, hop on Facebook, and, uh, and tag us. Hashtag SEO Podcast. Um, this is number 185. Be sure to tag us in it, at eWebStyle, and um, that way we can link up and network and do all of that social stuff. Give you a punch <laughs> in the face. Punch in the face. I'm actually going to turn my phone off because it could ring at any moment. Done. All right. So uh, remember, we are your friendly, local, neighborhood, top position snatchers. Yes. And our mantra is... Don't be a douche. As always, we have a tip from a previous podcast, and that tip is... Determine what forms of content will be necessary for effective link building. Yeah, you want to make sure you understand what sort of content you're going to need in order to build the kind of links you want. For example, if you're looking to maybe get some viral link building, a lot of people linking and sharing, then you'll likely need uh, video content. Right? If you're looking to have something that's maybe shared and downloaded, which will build links, then you'll probably need some sort of infographic or something like that. So determine what kind of content is necessary in order to get the sort of links you want. Exactly. Uh, you could do us a small favor if you're a regular listener to our podcast, and uh, frankly, you probably are. Um, you could, three steps, go to iTunes, <laughs> create an account, write a review. Yeah. And if you choose to, send us an, an email, podcast at e-wolfstyle.com. And uh, we'll give you a punch in the face. Uh, we've got a couple reviews here, so let's... Uh, Let's dive right in into those. Um, we're gonna. So when somebody asks you, "Hey, I got some good news and some bad news," where do you go for it first? Bad news first. Bad news first. Yeah, All right, I we're like going for bad news. Get first. the bad news out the way, and then that way leave on a good note. So this one isn't even a audio complaint, uh, audio quality complaint. This is. Um, so the title of the uh, review is meh. Which is actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One star. This is by Sizzlin' Bacon. Uh, literally, Sizzlin it's... Sizzlin' Bacon? Yeah. Literally, it's a five-word review. It says, too much fluff and fanfare. All right. Um, All right, Sizzlin' Bacon. I got a guy bacon, named uh, Gino that he should meet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah, he should just how, meet him. How much did you listen to Sizzlin' Bacon? Yeah. And, you know, if, did you get through the old the whole thing and felt that? Then so be it. That's okay. Uh, we do get to a actual meat, you know, of this of this podcast, and so my my idea or my assumption is that Susan Bacon, you probably didn't get past the first ten or fifteen minutes because it is some fluff and fair fair, and um and didn't get to the meat. Yep, uh, I went ahead and clicked his uh, username, and most of the reviews he writes are negative, so. Oh. <laughs> Man, you kind of I like Susan Bacon. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can't be giving me a negative. That's like the that's like the comedian who says bacon is so good, you wrap other good food and in bacon. bacon to make it better. <laughs> it's so good when it's cooking, it sounds like it's cheering mm -hmm. for itself. <laughs> <laughs> that's just awesome. All right, the next one is uh, titled "The Best When You Can Hear." All right, Ouch. we get it. Four stars. Uh, this is from Ron Gilliland. 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 
Uh, I listen to every episode, and the information is spot on and current. I enjoy the banter and the Q&A. Dudes, get a professional on your sound. You advise people to hire SEOs, hire a sound pro. Um, Ron, if the sound doesn't get better from here on out, we may just stop the podcast. Because <laughs> we, we have brought in some sound guys. Uh, we have bought some equipment that we think has helped. I think we were losing a lot of sound quality. Basically, the sound was pulled out of the, uh, uh, the video that is created when we stream the video of our podcast live. Mm -hmm. And that's from uh, Ustream.com. And uh, there's a significant, we now know, degradation in the quality of the sound as it gets pushed out to Ustream. Uh, so we're now recording it live here, and we are going to be using the live recording for our podcast. Instead so of the instead of the sound that's yeah. Yeah, modulated with the video and broadcast live. Yeah, so uh, it should be a lot better now. Um, by the way, punch in the face, four stars, we'll take it. Mm -hmm. Advi advising people to hire professionals, we'll take it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. Thank you, Ron. Uh, next one, S. Seriously, isn't that obvious? Seriously, yeah. okay. Seriously, uh, entertaining while <laughs> highly educational. Five stars. Five stars. I like this money plan SOS. You gotta just like that that tag. Oh, that's the name. Yeah, that's the handle. Yeah. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts related to the financial industry and growing my small business. My search for SEO themed content came up with a lot of results, and I gave a few of them a shot. However, eWeb Styles podcast was short, helpful, and the chemistry between Chris and Charles is similar to that of a radio morning show. Hilarious! Yes, Thank you. Punch in the face for that. I'm learning while listening and laughing. Appreciate it, man. Boom. We try to create great, you know, infotainment or edutainment or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, probably another one. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, interformative. Interformative. I like <laughs> interformative. Oh, so so appreciate it, man. Thanks for tuning in. And one more uh, piece of fanfare from my side. This is a, a gentleman by the name of Ben Reeder sent me an email. Says he's a big fan of the podcast, loyal listener. He's listened to at least fifty of the podcast hmm. and got plenty of plenty of other people hooked. Ooh, that, that requires a face. hook, a referral. Put -tip. Put -tip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since you've helped me out a ton, I want to point out a few simple things on our SEO pages. Uh, he pointed out that we don't have 301 redirects on our, our page, on our home page. Um, so e-webstyle.com is separate from www.e-webstyle.com slash index.asp. That is fixed already. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, yeah, that's ridiculous. we got to fix it. So that's fixed. Now, one thing that, so he gets a patoof and then a kick in the shins uh -huh. uh, because he included www.e-webstyle.com slash hash. So that's the pound symbol. Yeah, that just goes to whatever page you're already on. Yeah, and um, so I was like, okay, well, how do I get rid of that? So I'm in my HT access file trying to get mm -hmm. rid of it, trying to get rid of it, trying to get rid of it, <laughs> trying to <Yeah>. get rid <laughs> of it. You can't, dude. You can't in an HT access file. Um, servers ignore that. Remember the ha that hash also known as the pound symbol or the sharp symbol, is uh, is used to identify anchor text. Mm -hmm. And I found a really good video by Rand Fishkin uh, about the hash and how you can use the hash for multiple different purposes yeah. on your website, um, not just anchor text. And uh, so the kick in the shin is for me, well, it's a kick and then back in a punch. I had to spend a lot of time to research it because I was trying to fix it directly in HD Access. 
and then I learn something new because because uh, <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, so, yeah. Punch, kick, punch, <laughs> duck, in a hook or something. Quick. Yeah, in the hook because because uh, you gave the referral. Us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> He's injured. Maybe, maybe run out of fans one day, right? Um, so what do we have next? We have next uh, our famed uh, segment. Well, the cataclysm. Yeah, the algorithm cataclysm. All right. Yeah. So, so today's algorithm cataclysm came from. Um, this happened earlier this week. This was this past Wednesday. Um, they were at um, um, SMX was going on. And so Danny Sullivan had a chance to interview Matt Cutts, and some of the questions he asked him, he uh, he asked him about a panda. And so Matt Cutts came out and said that they're going to stop doing the manual uh, panda refreshes that they push out that usually update data, you know, probably once a month. And instead, they're making panda a part of the actual algorithm process. And so no longer will it be a manual push out. Instead, they're calling it panda. Uh, Everflux, and we're gonna call it pandamatically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are calling it pa yeah pandamatically or panda everflux for short is now part of the algorithm process, and so so just be on the lookout for that. Um, that's and that's happened this past Wednesday. So by the way, if uh, you're in the middle well, today's of Friday of everflux <laughs> while you're driving down the road at 80 miles per hour, you could be teleported back into time. Yeah. That it on the algo cataclysm? That's it for the cataclysm. Oh, well, the, well, the oh. last thing, uh, Matt also announced during that same interview that they have no timeline in mind for for branded authorship. So that, that kind of right. so, sucks. So branded authorship. Right now, there's a uh, obviously people are doing a lot of work to make sure their image shows up next to their listing in the SERPs, uh, search engine result pages. And uh, currently, you, you cannot have a company as the author. Yeah, you um, have to have um, your personal brand, your image, your avatar that you have with Google Plus. And so even though you may have a Google Plus business page, you can't use that page to control the authorship. It has to be your personal page. And the problem is you get companies of like us, for example, who may blog some content and we would rather our logo, right, be shown as the avatar and not necessarily Charles Lewis or, or Chris Burris. Right. But since Google doesn't allow branded authorship, company branded authorship, we're forced to either I'll author this one, you author that one sort of situation. Right. And so. And you'd like to have all all of the authorship related, the, the juice, the link juice that comes with authorship associated with one entity, right? Exactly. If we've got 20 writers writing whatever, two articles a day, um, that's a little steep, one article a day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you want all of those to be credited to one person because that's going to have more value. But uh, that's uh, apparently somewhere Something, in the future. Yeah, they're working on. It's not on the Facebook timeline. <laughs> all right, um, a little bit of news. Oh, I got a, I got a couple more patifs. I got a patif to Mark. Uh, he's at Google Offer. Um, I was meeting with a, a potential client, and she had a call from Google Offers. Uh, you guys may have seen the logo. It's on Android. It's on a couple different places. And he was helping her set it up, and uh, I, I was invited to sit in and help her do that. And uh, and so we have a new listener over at Google.com. So Mark, cool. 
punch in the face. Punch in the face to you. Appreciate it. And when I told him that he was going to get a punch in the face at the end of the call, he was a little disconcerted. So hopefully he's uh, okay now. Yeah, punch. That's a good thing, Mark. Yeah. That's a good thing. Another patif to Sonia. It was her birthday last night. Um, we're going to be getting together. You'll hear more, I think, about uh, a relationship that we'll have. Uh, it was with a business magazine here in Houston. Um, so happy birthday to you. Hopefully you're not too hungover. Um, got a couple of patifs too. The, okay, yeah. Keep let's keep the patif. My arms are warmed up. <laughs> All right, cool. So one more, well, two more actually. One goes to uh, this punch in the face goes to uh, Phil Gregory. This came from Twitter. He's um, at S E O zero spelled out. Then the number one um, says one of his clients just claimed uh, five times number one positions for different key phrases. Hashtag top position snatcher. So, so appreciate that. He yeah. tagged us in at Eddie Web Style. And the second one is to um, Elton Vincent. He's at E-L-V-I-Z-Z-I. -Z -Z says, uh, hashtags uh, became relevant in Facebook. Uh, shout out to, to E Web Style for preaching that for months now. Yeah, Appreciate cool. it. Yeah, we, I remember saying that. They yeah. Use them anyway because yeah. eventually they're going to catch yeah, on. I think they'll be active in G Plus as well. And so... I just got a couple, actually literally two pieces of news. Um, the Galaxy S4, the details of it were announced, and uh, I thought it was collect. It was funny, a collective sigh of relief among Apple shareholders, and then the stocks went up. So they were apparently waiting for this monumental launch, and it was just an incremental uh, upgrade. Yeah. The other thing I thought this was pretty cool, apparently Real Ra EA Sports Real Racing 3, so mm -hmm. driving game, actually on, I believe it's on the iPad, I'm pretty sure, uh, came out February 28th, and these were some interesting s statistics. So that's 15 days ago, okay. roughly, this right? Mm -hmm. Some of the uh, so here are some of the statistics: 350 million races have been completed in 15 days. On average, 25 million races are completed each Every day, day uh, with players spending an average of 25 minutes a day on the game. In total, players have spent 14 million hours playing the game in the last. That's a million hours a day. Wow, that's what's up. Close to it. I, but you know what? Now, I mean, now I'm going to go get it. What's all the fuss about, right? If, if we had a little more time, I was going to download it and say, make that 14 million, make it the 351 million and one downloads. Pretty impressive. All right, that's all I get. That's, that's the uh, potatoes. That's the potatoes. Let's get um, to the meat. Um, so hopefully uh, sizzling bacon. You know what I'm saying? Right now, this is Start listening to, Start now. listening now. Yeah. Yeah. So I pulled an article today. We're going to talk about e-commerce, right? What you can do to uh, uh, improve your e-commerce SEO um, and what you can do to improve your e-commerce SEVO to help encourage people to make that purchase or to follow up with them after the purchase. So I began perusing the web. I came across this article on um, SEO Moss, which was pretty cool, posted by uh, QBlocks.com. So I figured I'd check it out. And um, I bring it to you guys, um, holy grail, holy grail of e-commerce conversion optimization. The part that about the title that caught me was 91 point checklist and infographic. And I was like, okay, 91 points, really? How much of these are going to be redundant? How many of them will be probably promoting some other software, some other platform, and so... He's going after half of the 200 <laughs> or more <laughs> things you can do. Triggers that Google uses to identify. Exactly. But I did figure out of the, the, the 91 deals, there had to be some that could work for us that I could bring to you guys, minus all the fluff. And so here it goes. I, I went through and I pulled some. They are broken in sections. So when we're talking about an e-commerce site, 
um, homepage optimization. I like this one. Um, show your top selling products on your homepage. You'd be surprised how many people launch an e-commerce site and they, they go with this kind of grid look and they're just featuring products. Like, these like 99 cent parts when they sell $400 RC exactly. cars or something. Show, show, your, show your, your top selling products. If that part happens to be one of your top sellers, then feature it. But don't feature all of the parts if half of those never sell. I, um, I would take that one step further sell the things you include the things you sell the most on the front page and the things you make the most money on the exactly front page. one or two of those yeah if not both depending on on how much real estate you have um, I like this one too offer more ways to order from your store so let's say this is a you have a physical brick-and-mortar building right but you also offer e-commerce sales then allow people to um, come into the store you know a lot of a lot of e-com sites that may have a physical building they look so e-commerce that you don't realize that, that there's an actual store you can go to and buy these products. And so let people know that. Let people know about all of the ways they can get it, whether it's online ordering, whether it's coming to the store and buying it, whether it's through a distributor or some other retailer. Let people know all of the ways they can purchase your products because, frankly, they may be comfortable with a different way that they've already experienced before. Uh, I like this one here, number three for homepage optimization. Um, show videos on your home page. This works in two places. Reason one for SEO purposes. Just good to have that video there. Uh, but from a from a conversion perspective, if this is a video that's about one of these products we're talking about earlier, your top selling product, um, then that video is likely to get viewed more and help encourage people to take that next click and add it to the cart. So you definitely want to show videos um, on the home page. Let's talk navigation, and I'm going to broke breeze through these. Um, the one I chose in navigation was avoid vague category structures. So what, what does that mean? If you sell, let's say, um, electronics and you sell tablets, you should have a category. Instead of having a category that says tablets, um, break it down some. Maybe go with a category that says iPads or right. Android tablets yeah. and things like that because people search for that and it's a more descriptive category You'll likely reduce the amount of clicks people have to take to find whatever product they're looking for cheap Android tablets Exactly right avoid avoid, you know kind of vague category names um, I want to get into product search first off if you run an e-commerce site and you don't have a product search Shame on you turn that on immediately. Yeah um, but when, once you turn it on, number one, make sure it works. <laughs> yeah, definitely test your search for accuracy. You want to make sure that if somebody searches, you know, again, your uh, best-selling product, <laughs> that they not only find that first, but any products related to that should show up as well. You know, you want, and that goes back into your optimization, which we'll talk about in a minute. If they're searching for again, uh, uh, Apple iPad, then that should show up, and the new iPad uh, uh, charger should show. Frankly, whatever adapter you need should show. Yeah. Any related cases should come up. Um, and if you have any affiliate accounts, they'll link to <laughs> AT&T or something <laughs> where you can uh, actually sign up for service. Yeah. And so, you know, but the, you, you make sure all that's working in your search. Uh, I like this one. Implement an intelligent search. That'll cover misspellings or singular versions or plural versions, um, things like that. So in regards to the product page, some of the things you want to do here are use high-quality product images. 
It sucks going to get to an e-commerce store looking at products and the pictures suck. Yeah. Whether it's the the exact picture you've taken or the one given to you from the manufacturer, uh, use a high quality product image. Um, show product videos. We said that before. Don't let the price be a surprise. Many times you went yeah. to a cart and finally got to the checkout page and they showed the, the price and you're like, oh. Exactly. So don't let price be a surprise. Um, I like this one. Allow them to select the delivery date if you can. So mm -hmm. rather than have them choose, you know, UPS ground or FedEx next day air or whatever, just have them select the date that they want it delivered and then have the shipping calculator calculate which shipping entry uh, they yeah. need. And then that way um, it's priced according to what they want. Well, I think in my uh, what I think is it should be both ways, right? So maybe I want it cheapest, exactly. but I'm, I'll pay one dollar more if, if it's it. two days or whatever. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I agree with that one all, all the way. Well, my my thing to that one was I think if you display the time and the cost next to each other, so for yeah, twenty dollars so two same, days, yeah, it should be the, the same grid. But yeah, I don't think because. I, I just don't see many people saying, uh, I'll have it in a week. Yeah, they're just like, going to choose whatever yeah, I want it today. Yeah. And let, but it depends on how expensive it is to get it today. Is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> like, can I order something right now and get it today? Well, I, I did. The uh, Our sound recorder that we're using now to improve our audio, Friday, it was Thursday night because we're doing the podcast last time, um, bought it on bestbuy.com, went and picked it up. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see if it was here Friday when we got here. Like, wow, okay. So no, I had a Thursday. The best buy. <laughs> I had uh, an hour later. Let's see here. I like this one. Um, encourage users to leave reviews. This is extremely oh, yeah. important. This should be done, frankly, um, on the pay on that product page and on the checkout page. And then you should also include a link to where they can leave those reviews. Um, in the emails that you send out to follow up, you sending yeah. out a, a shipping and tracking email. Hey, don't forget to leave us a review here. Uh, once you get confirmation that that product has been delivered, should be sending out another email. Uh, we notice your product has arrived. Is everything okay? Great. Leave us a review. Click here. Sort of deal. So encourage people to leave reviews. Um, back to the cart. Checkout optimization. Um, offer a persistent shopping cart. I've been to sites where they they have a combination of of different things going on, and so once I begin adding to the cart and I get to the final checkout page and it looks a little different, mm, yeah, drop, bounce, I'm gone. And so so offer a persistent cart, and I'll take it a step further, make it visible on each page. Uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. make it visible, yeah, like not with items. the view cart button, but just yeah. make it visible. Let me see what's in my cart. And how much tax has already been applied um, throughout my shopping process? Yeah. Um, that way, that just makes it convenient for me, the user. Um, I like this one. Keep the form linear. And we're almost done. Keep the form linear. So if you're asking name, email, phone, keep everything lined up instead of having um, text fields to the left and then text fields to the right yeah. and then below. Those happen to get missed. And then for some reason you get a validation error and the person knows it's their card, but they left off, you know, middle initial or something. <laughs> and, yeah. and so now they can't process the payment. Or the apartment number. Or the apartment <laughs> number, exactly. <laughs> um, they don't receive the product. Here's a good one. 
and it's actually two different ones. I'm gonna merge these. These will definitely help increase uh, convergence. It says make account registration an optional an optional step of the checkout process. And then the next one says make the guest checkout option more prominent than the registration. I think this is key. Give people the option to check out without registering. They may not ever plan on coming back to your site. And that's okay, make it easy. Make it easy, you know, and then after they check out, give them the option to register. Yeah. Uh, and, and frankly, I'm gonna skip this other one by saying, not only give them the option to register, but if they do register, make that an automatic like opt-in to your newsletters and things like that. And so that way you won't have to feed them through that process again, they'll already be there. Um, yep. Let's see here. Don't surprise users by adding extra cost. You know, like if I have to order a filter with this vacuum. Yeah, don't add that. <laughs> you know, don't. Yeah, show. don't don't well, tell me that the filter was extra. Yeah, the worst the worst experience would be it arrives and I need to get the filter and afterwards. I need to get the filter. That's the worst. The next one is I get it into my shopping cart and you tell me I have to get a filter or the price is different because it includes a filter. Yeah. Exactly. And so the last one I have here is um is uh, check your autoresponder emails. And so this really goes back to following up with clients, kind of like what I was saying earlier. You know, check the content on there. Tailor that autoresponder um, as much to that user as you can. If you can have it pre-populate their name, do that. If you can have oh, it yeah. pre-populate the product they bought, do that. Uh, if you can have it, you know, make sure it includes any links to social um, and things like that and the reviews we talked about earlier. What you have to do is you want that email to be as, as personal as it can be and not generic. Everybody hates a, hey, client, thanks for giving me your money email. <laughs> Instead, you know, hey, Charles, thanks for buying this Gatorade. Um, yeah. Why don't you write us a review and tell us how much you like Gatorade? You know, something like that, that, that I'm like, okay, I do like Gatorade. I'll write a review and, and I'll actually, I'll probably take action more right. than somebody who didn't. So those are just a few tips of what you can do if you're running an e-com e site. Um, there's plenty more. Um, I'll post a link on Facebook so you guys can check it out. Cool. Speaking of Facebook, uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash eWebStyle. I said that at and it threw me off. You can also <laughs> find us twitter.com slash eWebStyle. And youtube.com slash e And you can pop us an email, podcast at e-webstyle.com. I think we have a little blank stare news, right? A little blank stare. Yeah, yeah, that was this cool kind of gangster lean yeah. blank stare right here. So this blank stare goes to um, to eBay. eBay. Yeah, eBay. So eBay released an article saying that how they use paid search through Google AdWords, and uh, and it sucks how how they felt like it was a waste of resources and that they shouldn't people shouldn't be using it. And so then we began doing some research, <laughs> and it turns out they were indeed using AdWords, but <laughs> in a major way. In a major in way. A, major, a huge, yeah. big budget account, like, you know, and it's eBay. And so what I didn't think about was why they would do that. Like, because um, they're, they're not, it's not their own products. These are products that individuals are selling. Right. Anyway, so they're doing, they're doing AdWords, and, it, and, and apparently whoever's running it knows a little bit. Because they're using DKI, it's you would dynamic think, keyword you would insertion. Think at their budget amount, Google was had staff helping them. You would have thought, right? I would hope not. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you would think so, right. but I would hope not. Oh, it better, yeah. <laughs> given given what actually happened, yeah, that I would was, hope that not. That would be horrible. And so what happens is, uh, what happens is, uh, so they're using dynamic keyword insertion 
for, and that's that's essentially running your AdWords ad and whatever keyword the person searched, you can have that keyword show up in the title or in the ad text or both. They were actually doing both on a broad match. So if they were did pets, for example, you could search for live pets or dead pets or, or hurting pets and Google would show your ad for all of these. And so, so eBay, eBay's ad was like with the dead pet search, for example, uh, dead pets on sale, new and used dead pets. dead pets. Check out the deals now. <laughs> we took it a step further and did it for several other flav- uh, other keywords that happen to be out there. Severed heads on sale, <laughs> new and used severed heads. You know, check out the deals now. Or even um, boogers. Yeah, new and used boogers for sale, and so. I like body. I like body fluid. <laughs> yeah, body fluid. New, new and, and used, used body, body fluid. fluid for sale. Wow. Yeah, check out the deals now. So. <laughs> baby Mexican, <laughs> new and used baby Mexican for sale. <laughs> so. That's when people started just messing with it. <laughs> yeah, but the, the the point is, come on eBay, like, AdWords does work. There's a reason why Google makes a lot of money on it. It's a reason why that's one of our top selling services is it like here. Like billion. Yeah. What is a billion? Billions. <laughs> like quarterly billions. Billion. And so it sucks that your campaign. I, hope, I wonder how much money they lost <laughs> on that. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, t- well, it, it, you, I, I agree with you. It's almost like so many of their things, if anything's selling under $10, their cut is like a, less than a buck. Exactly. Right? So you can't afford to do pay per click for a used baby notebook. Head. Yeah, used baby head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse, right? Let me just yeah, wow. It's yeah. it's it's blank stare worthy. It's, it's blank stare worthy, definitely. Yeah. So come on, eBay, holla at us. Yeah, you we'll we'll I help you out. <laughs> I mean, we have a Google rep. We can you know we can bounce some ideas <laughs> off of. Ask them why we're paying for <laughs> baby, baby heads Mexicans. or baby Mexican or farts. Um, although farts could be you know somebody doesn't know the name of a whoopee cushion. They're like. Fart noise pillow. Oh, New even fart though. noise pillow. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's actually a decent ad, right? <laughs> yeah. But new and used farts? I got to yeah. use fart. Yeah. Like, and you ain't got a paper. Yeah. Just hang around. <laughs> <laughs> I give them out. <laughs> All right. That's a great note <laughs> to end our podcast. Remember, you've been listening to the most popular internet marketing and SEO podcast on iTunes. Yes. That is because of you. We really appreciate you. Um, you know, you could do us one other favor. If you get any good value out of this podcast, you could write us a review on our G Plus local page. Mm-hmm. And the best and easiest way to get there, well, there's kind of four. Uh, go to e-webstyle.com slash G Plus. And G Plus. And Google Plus. And Google Plus. Any iteration of that will take you to our G Plus local page and uh, and write us a review there. We really yeah. appreciate it. we got some fans who are uh, writing reviews there. Um, we can't tell you how much we appreciate that. Uh, to everybody who's uh, kind of hooking up with us on our Facebook page, on our G Plus page, on our Twitter account. And uh, until the next podcast, we really appreciate you. My name is Chris Burris. So bye-bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow, highbrow. Tamely, gamely, headed my way. Cool as mountain snow, girl, glow, girl. Pining, shining, needing some play. Yeah.
Gonna set me free. Oh, my. 